0: I'm here in beautiful Palm Springs, California, and you know what time it is where you are. Uh, a little bit of trouble getting in here tonight, but uh, we made it. We just barely made it. Uh, my Wi-Fi has turned into a sometime thing for some reason. I'm sure it's not my fault. Anyway, uh, I do have people watching all around, the, uh, all around the neighborhood here. If anybody knelt down during the playing of the Around the World with Ray show, Uh, I will be very disappointed. And uh, Jerry, Jerry Jones actually knelt down before the playing of the national anthem, the cowboy game I just read. So uh, I think everybody is uh, reorganizing their thoughts here. See, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to uh, do whatever you want to do. Uh, You know, that's why there are people in the NFL who are wife beaters and uh, drug users and all other things. And, uh, so, of course, we have to protect their rights of uh, kneeling down during the National Anthem. I, I, I don't get the whole thing at all, but instead of watching The Giant King yesterday, I watched a documentary on Adam West on HBO. Anyway, my guest this evening, return visit, uh, several return visits uh, over the course of my uh, radio lifetime. With this gentleman, always a pleasure to talk to him, always entertaining. Uh, he is an artist. He is a rock uh, a raconteur. He is a uh, legitimate Renaissance man, you know, meet many of them, and uh, he's about to be profiled in Tiki Magazine and more as their Artist of the Month, and one of my favorite writers is doing that piece for the uh, magazine, uh, that's me, <laughs> and uh, that's that's just about as full of myself as I love to get, thank you. Anyway, my guest this evening is Kenny Rosen. Kenny, how you doing, man?
1: Good, how are you, Ray? Can you hear me?
0: I am I am doing rather well, as a matter of fact, and uh, you are doing better than anybody I know. You why have is Lots that? of stuff coming up, lots of traveling to do, and lots of appearances to make.
2: Yeah, so what is
0: what is your next one?
1: <laughs> well, first thing I got is, um, you know, for some reason I keep thinking today's Monday.
0: Uh, yeah, it is.
1: Oh, I know. That's why I keep thinking it. No, I found this great. Jo- <laughs> I found this great book of old jokes. So I'm gonna be throwing old jokes at you the whole time here, every once in a, oh, a while. I'm looking
0: forward to that as always.
1: Uh, I heard. Yeah, well. I heard
0: a very good joke. By I heard a very good joke by the way, that there is a German gentleman, who is on uh, vacation in Europe, traveling around, and he's about to uh, enter Poland, and they give you the paperwork to fill out, you know. Yeah. And on the paperwork it said uh, occupation, and he said, no, no, just visiting.
1: <laughs> beautiful beautiful we'll, we'll have many why... more <laughs> oh actually i did I, I took a knee during your intro um earlier um but that's that was I, right that's why i dropped a pen come on <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had my rim shot i don't have my rim shot sorry man
0: what do you what do you what do you think of all this nfl nonsense
1: um i think that it's kind of silly um I think that there's a lot of people out there who make paychecks more than us, vastly yeah. more than us, that are uh, taking the wrong venue and are using their position and power for um, the wrong statement. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, the, the whole problem is freedom of expression, and, and you wanna you wanna nurture that. But um, there's times and places, and I don't know, there's pissing a lot of sports fans off. I've seen.
0: Yeah, it just, to me, it doesn't make any sense at all. I, you know, I mean, these guys are millionaires, and they're talking about being oppressed.
1: Yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, um, they, they, you know, just the sense that they're they're represent they, they, in their eyes, they are representing all of their people. Um, mm-hmm. Is a good or bad thing? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, who's to say they're representing everybody? Does everybody have a say in that? No, you know, they're, they're taking it upon themselves to throw these issues right. out in, in the wrong way.
0: Well, I, I, I saw an interview today tonight with uh, Burgess Owens, who was a defensive back in the NFL for a lot of years, a quality ball player. And let me tell you, they're not representing Burgess Owens.
1: No, there's, there's a Burgess huge difference. Owens, there. by the
0: time that interview was over, I was hoping that he would run for something so I could vote for him.
1: Well, it's just, just culture the silence you know, you, you you say the wrong thing about the wrong thing, and you can, these days, there are consequences, you know, and, and you know, everybody likes that when it happens to the right, but all of a sudden, when it happens to what they perceive as a social justice cause, then they start getting upset.
0: Well, I, I got, I have to tell you something. I, I very seldom watch the press conference in the White House because I, I get aggravated by it,
3: <laughs> but I
0: feel, I feel one of the most, uh, ridiculous things they ever saw. They had uh, Sarah Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee uh, Sanders. She's up there answering questions, and, and it's all about the NFL. Yeah, it's it's Nobody, stupid. And, and, and everybody's saying, "How come President Trump is not concentrating on the budget? How come he's not concentrating?" Meanwhile, all their questions are about the NFL.
1: Well, why isn't anybody and, saying? You know, why why are they screaming Russia so much a couple months ago? You know, no one said shit yeah. about that.
0: Yeah, well, I, well it, it, everything everything's fading out, so we have to have the new cause du jour, you know. So <laughs> somebody somebody said to her uh, that it was a racial thing, oh,
1: right?
0: You know, and uh, she said, well, you know, if you if you're protesting the way that police treat black people in the inner city, then perhaps instead of protesting during the national anthem. Uh, uh, maybe the, the right way to do it would be to protest the policemen who are on the field protecting you.
1: Yeah, no okay. kidding.
0: So the next, the next question, believe it or not, the guy says, "So are you actually advising them to protest the police on the field?"
1: <laughs> oh jeez.
0: I mean, yeah, you can't wait yeah, for we, losing. Well, yeah, we, we just we have just completely lost our minds here. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. I love it. <laughs> How do these people wind up in these jobs? Uh, you know, how how, did, how does Jim Acosta wind up on CNN?
1: It's because the system has nurtured the system's nurtured this night mindset for almost twenty years. You know, maybe longer. Yeah. So um, it's no surprise.
0: It's, it's just that all true. of a
1: sudden, all of a sudden, it's all just kind of foaming over, like when you slam a beer down on a table, it just starts foaming down. You know, it has to do it sometime. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Now we're, so. fi- now we're finally seeing it. And it just it, I think that what happens is once one injury comes it's it's like when you're at the doctor and they find one thing, right? Then all of a sudden they find another and they find another and they find another. It's hey, best hey, hey, you these the these days.
3: Yeah. About.
1: Yeah, you know you know the deal. You know, they'll oh, find yeah. one thing and they'll find a bunch of other shit. And and I think the same is here. They're they're looking, so they obviously have one key issue, then all of a sudden all these other issues sprout out from it. And you know, everyone just, just Still pissed about the election, I think, and no one wants to admit oh, it. Oh, very
0: much. Very it's much, hilarious. Yeah.
1: It's hilarious.
0: I mean, I, you talk about you talk about like the, the Russia thing and collusion, and then it was other things and other things, and nothing sticking. Poor Hillary, was all off the mind. Okay. Now her latest thing is it's the fault of women that she lost.
1: Oh yeah. Well, did you see her little because Best booth? Women buy
0: smart enough to realize. She was the right candidate.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what she says. But
0: everybody knows that too.
1: It. I mean, there's there's so many elephants in the room that yeah. that it just it just looks like night, you know.
0: How much do you to enjoy the fact that she said she's open to the idea of running in twenty?
1: <laughs> no, I I love that. Do it, bring it.
0: I want I want to keep her around forever. I mean, she's a gift that keeps on giving.
1: Yeah. Well it oh, really no,
0: is.
1: you know that you know the left is gonna start shaping up you know the last year and a half before you know before the big election and they're gonna, you know, try and make everyone they're gonna wave a wand and hope everyone forgets about all the shit they dredged up, you know, and no one's going to. Yeah.
0: Anthony Anthony Weiner will be out of jail by then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't he share a computer with Huma and didn't didn't Uma uh-huh. also um didn't she have access to all those Hillary mails emails?
0: And, and, and a lot of them were on that computer.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. What's going on here? I mean, there's there's so much obvious, obvious malfeasance, and no one's doing crap. It's like that elephant in the what? room. There's so many of them.
0: I mean, the FBI said they never took her computer because no one was interested in it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nobody will be where con- they hung out was interested in it.
1: Yeah, no shit. I love Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So There will be consequences, you know?
0: Yeah, what a yes, what a evil creepy
1: yes. woman, man. Yeah,
0: and and, and I mean, what, what was the the guy was a, a manager at Burger King and at the same time was the head of uh, of my, yeah. the Democratic National and, Committee.
1: And all that money he's shipping over to Afghanistan, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely has a lot of shit and he has a lot of info on everybody, yeah, and she, that's why no one's better, doing nothing.
0: She better hope he never flips.
1: Oh jeez. I think a lot of people are gonna start he to die if this shit, over. if this starts bubbling up, a lot of people are gonna croak, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's gonna... that would be nothing new for the Clintons. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. But these days, though, with Twitter and everything else, though, people are on it. Though you've got all these fucking weaponized autism fucking folks, and they're just going yeah. for it, you know, and just digging exactly. deep, which is great. They're the ones who found that uh, bike chain guy, that teacher at Berkeley, yeah. the one with the bike lock. Yeah, they found the him. Bike lock. Yeah.
4: He was,
0: wasn't he a professor? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> How about the other guy he's a professor at John Jay College, which is the College of Criminal Justice in New York City. <laughs> and he tweets that he's very happy to be talking, teaching future future dead policemen.
1: Oh, is that what he said?
0: Yeah. Well I mean and then uh, he nature- went on the Tucker Carlson show and got his butt handed to him.
1: Yeah, well, no, shit. I mean, nature does owe everyone a death, but that's a mean way of putting it, though. The way he he says yeah, it. Yeah,
0: can you imagine that? I mean, it just, yeah, I, who hires this guy? Where did he come from? <laughs>
1: I wonder. So, I wonder course, if he went to one of those colleges.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he got the ultimate, ultimate penalty. He was suspended with pay. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, I don't get it. I, I wish I could be suspended it. with pay. <laughs> please <laughs> that's, a, that's
1: a good job to have
0: exactly Oh, here you i hear another to, I, I, I went to a catholic high school when you got uh, suspended from school you had to come in every day and sit in the dean's office <laughs> <So> <laughs> everybody else i ever heard from in high school that got suspended wound up uh, at the beach all day you know yeah no
1: kidding i know my mom would always um she would always ground me and put me in my room, and then she'd say, no drawing or no books, and that was hell because I couldn't oh, wow. read or anything. Yeah, so it was like my brain was just locked, you know. Oh, that was like mm-hmm. the worst fate. Hey, I got another joke ready? for you. Okay, you, re- you ready? Oh, Son, said his father sternly, after four years of college, you're nothing but a loafer, a bum, and a nuisance. I can't think of one good thing it's done for you. Well, Dad, he said, it's cured Ma of bragging about me.
4: Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh. Yeah, these are great, huh? <laughs>
0: Very good. I like it. I liked it.
1: On the surface, they're horrible. I think it's all about the delivery, you know.
0: Well, when I I, I sent you that uh, that tape of me doing the sixty jokes in sixty minutes, you said uh, that the best thing about it was it was no delivery.
1: <laughs> yeah. Boom! 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 You know, and and you're laughing at a joke three jokes back. You know that was the great part about it. You know while you're trying well, to assemble kid, the, what's that?
0: The sad thing about it for me is I not only remember the joke, I remember who told it to me.
1: That's incredible.
0: That'll tell you why I got nothing, no, no space left in my brain. I can almost see the person telling me the joke.
1: That's incredible. Wow. Well, you got a little bit of space left in there. You must.
0: So so. Uh... There's a teacher. She's teaching uh, creative writing to grammar school kids. And they're in, like, the, the fourth, fifth grade. So mm-hmm. she gives them a word, and they have to create a sentence with the word. And she says, the word is beautiful. So one kid raises his hand. He says, uh, the flowers in springtime are beautiful. She says, wow, very good. And then a little girl raises her hand. She goes, my mother just bought a brand-new dress, and it is beautiful. Okay, good. And then he raises his hand. He can't wait for her to call on him. He goes, I can use it in a sentence twice. <laughs> she says, twice? I'd like to hear that. She says, okay. Then he starts to feel a little nervous. He goes, I actually didn't make up the sentence. Uh, it was something my father said. We were at breakfast this morning, and my sister told him she was pregnant. He said, beautiful, just fucking beautiful.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs>
1: it's weird can way, swear Frankie, on here.
0: Frankie Uber, Frankie Uber is the guy who told me that show.
1: Oh, jeez, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> he was a mailman that worked across the street from the bar that I worked in. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't you know should you should do one of those swear. for
3: this
1: for uh, this radio show. You should do one. You must it have says, sixty like, 50 more.
0: Minutes, Fifty jokes in sixty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't
1: know yeah. Just start reading uh, What Happened
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can
0: you that's imagine a... what happened? It's not even uh, a question mark, it's just what happened
1: Oh, I know
0: But I to... now she's focusing on the women to turn against but, Which is quite a stretch from the Macedonian content farmers <laughs> was, Yeah, she's she's running out of one. things I want to see how
1: far she'll take it. I hope she blames Kaepernick. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, the,
0: as, yeah, Kaepernick and the West Coast offense. I just couldn't do anything once they came on board with the West Coast offense.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't for them, um, yeah. I could have won.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine that? Now, now they're saying that that Trump's remarks were all racially based.
1: Oh, of course.
0: I, it looks to me like there's a lot of white guys kneeling on the sideline. I don't know. Yeah, Did you it's see true. Yeah, guy yesterday with Pittsburgh.
1: And um, I don't watch sports.
0: Uh, Pittsburgh stayed in the locker room for the anthem.
1: Oh yeah, that and one guy came guy,
0: out. Right, who was a West Point graduate and a and a uh, Bronze ball winner, three tours in Afghanistan.
1: Yeah, that's a real hero right there.
0: Yeah. So they said, geez, I wonder what they said to him when he got back to the locker room. You know what they said to him? Nothing, I'm sure. I hope not. And now that his jersey cool. is his jersey is the biggest selling jersey in the in the NFL store. <laughs> his name is Dylan Waver. Okay, Good right now.
1: Well, I salute him, man. Anyone who served their country, that takes a lot, man.
0: Well you did that, young man. You were a yeah. uh Semper Fi.
1: Yeah, speak from experience. It was tough, but you know, there's shit that they teach you there, and there's stuff that you carry throughout yourself, and it gives you this code of decency and and respect. It really does. It gives you this this way of looking at things, um, with a higher purpose in mind. And um sure. I don't know. I think I think everyone should do like like in Israel, everyone should do like a year service.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what the heck? I, I agree with that totally. Totally. I I, I had two friends of mine that went to Paris Island. Uh, Jordan Corps went to Paris Island, and they came back as different human beings and much better human beings. You know what I mean? They were insightful. They were uh, they were tuned into other people more. You know? It was yeah, you're, it you're thrown me.
1: into a group of people from so many different places and cultures and and lives. And yeah, you have to get along or die pretty much. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what you're taught. And so you do it.
0: That's like the line from a few good men where Jack Nicholson says, you you put your life in somebody else's hands and they put theirs in yours, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about.
1: Yeah. It just seems like all the old codes of neighborhoods and societies are, are changing. You know, they're, they're not as compassionate as they used to be or they're only compassionate for one side, you know?
0: Yeah. It's really weird. I I remember when I was a kid, we had the bus that went from the subway stop into my, my neighborhood. Okay. And when I got on that bus as a kid coming back from high school, everybody on the bus, I knew, you know, And and they all, and it was one of those things where, you really watched what you did, not only because you were trying to be a good person, but because everybody knew who you were. There was a, a real sense of community and neighborhood, you know. Yeah. And and if you, if you did anything wrong or did anything uh, uh, anything bad out when you're on the street that you shouldn't have been doing, your folks knew about it before you got home.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And we're we're missing that now. <laughs>
1: That is true, we are. As a I, came, society.
0: I came home I came home with a first baseman's mitt one time from my friend Bobby's house and my mother had to call Bobby's father to find out if it was okay for me to have that glove.
3: Oh wow. Nice. You know.
0: Meanwhile when we lived in uh we lived in Maryland, uh we had some stuff stolen from the house and this kid in the neighborhood, one of the things he saw was my uh, my video camera, my VHS camera, the big ones, you know?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, and, no. And,
0: and, 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 he, and they found the kid and they found the camera, and I, it was so weird. His father, he, the kid told his father that he bought it off a friend of his for $5, hours <laughs> and the old man believed it, and the old man was even on the tape waving to the camera. <laughs> <Nah>.
3: <laughs> you
4: know, what, what is that about you know Just sort well it's it the off. whole thing
1: with, with parents you know and the way they view their children you know you see that a lot they always give them the benefit of the doubt
0: Yeah.
1: that's why I never, I never got had that. children
0: like you, but I, never got that.
1: I never had children so I never know Those no, I don't kids mean didn't... that I mean, when
0: you, when you oh. were a kid it was only no. guilty until proven innocence oh yeah and even when you were proven innocent, we weren't quite sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where, where that quite our, that's where we learn all of our. That's where we learn our deceitful skills for adulthood,
3: though. Is during that those, those golden years.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, that that's kind of a lost art right now. Because you don't really even have to be nimble. You just have to say whatever you, whatever you want them to believe, and they'll believe it. You yeah. Know, no one questions just, you. Nope. Nope just
1: bizarre well these days it's all about perception it's what i view myself as as opposed to what i was biologically and am you know
3: Mm -hmm. a
1: lot of times and um i don't know it's a slippery slope you know because i mean you you can't get into people's brains and and say to yourself you know is is this real to them is this something they're doing to gain in order to gain privilege i mean you just never know the intention behind it a lot of times and so i'm always suspect
0: I've had that too. I've had, I've had a situation where let's say there's a few people involved. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can identify the motive of maybe five of them, but you can't identify that six person's motive. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. how does this person fit? You know, And and you would love to delve in there and find out what it is that, that, that either they bring to the table or what it is that was offered to them, you know, because it's not evident. But the other people are oh, always very evident what the, what their what their stake or their, their skin in the game is. You
1: know, it's just crazy. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, Just the fact that they threw the word politics behind identity, it just is ruining everything. There's there's no sense of humor anymore, except unless you're making a stupid Trump joke, and those are just so old and tired now. It's like, oh come on, you've you've done them all. Well, you know, I
0: have. You ever seen a, a show called Samantha B?
1: Um, I think I turned it on once for like five minutes and just turned it off.
0: Yeah, she is a, uh, she is a comedy central retread from Canada. Okay. And of course, you know, I always, the thing I used to always tell my Canadian friends is that Barack Obama must look pretty good from the other side of the border, you know, (laughs) but but she, she's a Canadian and, and very smug and very, you know, uh, typical comedy central stuff, you know? It's all, it's all anti-Trump. And the other night, I was watching a rerun of one of my favorite shows, The uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. I love The Big Bang, Big Bang Theory. I'm watching it, and it ends, and Samantha B comes on, and, oh, my God, I can't locate the remote.
3: <laughs> okay. And
0: she is rambling on, little snippets of uh, snide comments and, and, and film clips, you know. And do you remember the movie uh, High Anxiety?
1: Yeah, I love that movie.
0: There's a, there's a scene in that movie where Dick Van Patten is in a car and his rock and roll music comes on the radio. Oh yeah, the yeah yeah it yeah. Off, yeah. Woo! And he winds up Would with blood coming out of his ears. I felt like <laughs> Dick Van Patten like find the damn remote. <laughs> I could have just gotten up and pulled the plug on the TV, but of course not. I'm looking for the remote, you know. But uh, I know
1: she's. She's horrible. If
0: anybody watches that show on a regular basis, you're welcome to eat a bullet, because I don't know how you can put up with it, how you put up with yourself. I don't well, know High Anxiety, that's a great movie. Oh, High Anxiety <laughs> is a wonderful movie. Yeah, Harvey Korman,
1: the werewolf scene is my favorite, with that paper clip and the rubber band. Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Any, any Mel Brooks movie. I love when Mel Brooks is in the in the piano lounge. I, mean, yeah, I think singles a song, Doc. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: he just, he certainly does.
0: I, I don't sing, uh, well, not professionally. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's made some comments last like, week. He's wandered around singing, you know, hello, young
4: lovers.
1: <laughs> Again, he snaps that uh, mic, mic wire. <laughs>
4: right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in the news last week, I think, commenting that he wouldn't even be able to do... Um, Blazing Saddles these days, he said it's oh, just no, getting, it so it's right. just getting way too out of control. Oh
0: yeah, no. Way. And I think there was You're something, ready.
1: you know, something in the sense of that was a release valve. I think for society back then, I think that was that oh, yeah, was healthy.
0: And everyone yeah, got we dogs. Sense, we had a sense of humor about things. Oh, jeez. You know? I mean, pickin'. a lot of that movie was written by Richard Pryor. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, but now, can you imagine having a character named Black Bart who's black? I know. I just have love a Washington it. Washington Redskins, for God's sake.
1: Oh, I know it's getting it's getting too crazy, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, does does uh, offended culture of today invalidate our history? That's that's like the question. You know, should it be allowed to because of offense, or is offense a large part of free speech? Which I think it is. I think the freedom to offend people is just as valid as the freedom to speak your mind against something that you feel is lofty.
0: Very much so. Yeah. And, and even they even said, you know, I mean, the, the court decided that hate speech was even protected under the first amendment, you know, yeah. there should be really no limit. If you got freedom of speech, there should be no limit as to what you can say. Now, you know, my favorite quote lately, what's that? There used to be a, there used to be a character in a play. And I came remember the play, her name was Mrs. Malaprop. Okay. Okay. And she used to say, okay. that, like, let, let, let sleeping dogs fall where they may, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi literally said that because we have freedom of speech doesn't mean you can cry wolf in a crowded theater. <laughs> 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 she said that. I thought it was a joke. And there it is on YouTube.
1: Uh, I see a big career in comedy for her and Maxine Waters, man. I think they should do a oh. talk
4: show. I saw a picture <laughs> on Facebook yesterday,
0: yeah, Maxine Waters, and, uh,
4: uh,
0: oh, that's terrible. I can't remember his name now. The doctor that ran for president. Carson. Carson. Ben Carson. Carson, right. And it said, there's a picture of Maxine Waters and a picture of Ben Carson. And under Ben Carson's picture, says, goes brain surgery. Maxine Waters needs brain surgery. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
0: She does, she does she needs something, Lord knows what.
1: Well I forgot whose funeral was she at last week where she was just she wasn't even really giving a eulogy. She was screaming about impeaching the president. Oh god.
0: <laughs> Never calls on the president. Impeach forty five.
1: Oh. Uh, I hope she keeps it up because you know, as she, each little thing she says, a little more dirt is dug up on her and displayed for the world to see and we're gonna see oh, how yeah, muddy
0: let me you know tell you, though, her history is. Cool you would figure that a person like that would be hiding somewhere. Oh no shit! I wouldn't at. say anything.
1: I would smile, wave, and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and
0: and <laughs> that's how I feel about Hillary too. Oh yeah. You know Hillary and uh, what's her name, uh, Chelsea? You uh, know, she. Uh, God, with all the skeletons in your closet, I wouldn't be talking about anybody at all.
1: Oh no kidding. If I was they Chelsea, I'd just take Hillary the money and run.
0: Claims Hillary claims she was named after Sir Edmund Hillary, the man uh, who climbed Everest.
1: Yeah, that was a couple of years before um, he did it. <laughs> yeah, she was
0: born when when they when she was born. If they named her after him, he was a beekeeper in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> well, Unless they were big fans of beekeeping,
1: I'm yeah. not sure
0: why they would name him yeah. after him.
1: You never know. But these people,
0: uh, <laughs> these people are shameless. They'll say anything.
1: Well, they they, they oh completely God. they completely fulfill the whole description of a sociopathic personality. They fit it to a T, you no know. Question. And they're fucking no dangerous. Question. You know, that's the problem is they have so much power. And I don't know. I don't know why Hillary isn't dead by now because I I feel she's promised so many people so many things, and she's you know not able to fulfill. You know, she's not able to pay them back. I mean, yeah. what do you do with a person like that? They usually end up in a ditch. You know.
0: Anyway, but she knows where all the ditches are right now. That's the whole
1: problem. Yeah, exactly.
0: She's filled a lot lot of those ditches.
1: Well, she's just bribing everyone, probably.
0: I think that's probably right. You you know what it's like? It's like a Ponzi scheme. They put all that money into the Clinton Foundation, so we'll just piecemeal it out a little bit to everybody to keep them quiet. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: what's scary
1: is that there's billions, and it's not really accounted for. Yeah. I mean, so much of their paperwork and their financial statements are not there. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Man. And, and that's the thing, too, that they were talking about Donald Trump, and it, you, you sort of think with uh, Rachel Maddow, where he, she had his, oh, Donald Trump's tax forms, you know? There was <laughs> that was great. 10 years ago, and it was one page or something, you know?
1: Well, you don't realize that their ratings are so big during those events, because everyone's watching them, knowing that they're just going to fall flat on their faces.
0: Yeah, that, right, it's it's embarrassing. I mean, what's his name? Don Lemon on CNN. He may be mm-hmm. the dumbest person I've ever seen in my life, and he's in a he is in the, the anchor chair, right? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. He was the man that when that plane disappeared, he asked literally asked the scientists, "Could it have flown into a black hole?"
4: And <laughs> 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 oh, he was serious.
3: Well, there is a oh,
1: one in God. one trillion chance, but
4: not <laughs> Almighty.
0: Yeah. Does the Klingons have anything to do with this? I oh don't know. What is it? It's Just amazing.
3: <laughs>
1: well, you know what? It's keeping you uh, hilarious on Facebook. So I hope it keeps
0: well, going. You you know you know who called me out on Facebook? Who? You remember the singing group, the the uh, Manhattan Transfer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The girl, the lead singer in the Manhattan Transfer just came at me with both barrels.
1: Nice.
0: Oh man, you know. So wow. I I told her cuz they used to do a song called The Boy from New York City.
4: I remember. And I told
0: her she could take take the empty space between her ears, turn it into a bed and breakfast and call it The Boy from New York City.
3: <laughs>
0: and then she finally blocked me. <laughs>
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, I find whenever I make political statements, my my friends get lower.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well that's. Central, it's like fine. I think, I think I blocked I blocked about four hundred and oh, ten bars.
1: I don't really block anyone from comments, and no one's really said anything that I wouldn't be afraid to challenge. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that's the whole thing. I I just get I don't mind you know I really don't mind them getting personal and stuff, but it's it's. It's the sameness of it all. It's like they're they're all on this they're all on the same uh, phone call every morning, you know. Because yeah. you see the same exact phrases being used. Yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah, mission.
1: Be, be mad about filling the dots, you know, filling the blanks. Exactly
0: right. Don't call <laughs> him the president. Call him forty-five. You know. <laughs> oh, exactly.
1: Like that's gonna change it.
0: <laughs> yeah, That'll
1: magically change it.
0: Well, they, they they were they were talking about something one day, and I said. Yeah, like is this the latest impeachable offense, you know? That uh you know, he he his wife wore high heels during Hurricane Irma, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, impeachable she just wore them onto a the
1: plane too, and then she changed him to gym shoes. Of and, course. And they're making such a stink about it. It's like are you are you really journalists? You know, what are you doing here?
0: Well that's that's like this this Jim Acosta was talking about how uh uh, Trump's talking about the people kneeling down during the anthem that it was a racial attack, okay? And last week, now he's a mind reader, okay? Last week he was literally uh, a, a mental health official because he was diagnosing the president's mental health.
1: Oh, yeah, they're trying to think about that for impeachment too. They just want, they just want as much ammo as they can to fluff up their their you know their, their flimsy arguments. You know, but he's he's, also insane. But he's also this. He's also a misogynist. Oh dear, you know.
0: Yeah, you you know. I gotta tell you something. Donald Trump could the next Supreme Court opening could could put up Barack Obama to fill the opening, and they would turn against him. Oh yeah, (laughs) maybe he should.
1: (laughs) Maybe he should because they'll turn against Barack. I
0: was just saying. That's exactly why it doesn't matter what he does. It's not going to be good enough, or right.
1: Nope. Well, you know, given enough time, they're going to eat themselves. You know,
0: oh, they're I, running I, around I and spinning, and so you,
1: angry they they take no they time to think. shouted
0: down by the uh, DACA people.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Because she you wants that. to bring in eleven hundred people, and they they want all eleven million and nothing. You know.
1: Uh huh. Well, okay. Nothing.
0: Really that is really the revolution imploding in on itself, you know.
1: And you know, it's kind of scary when when people feel justified that that something that was unconstitutional, they feel that there was power imbibed in it because the president did it. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, even the president, you know, answers to a constitution. You know, well, and, you think- and the
0: funny thing was, if you see the the, the videos of him. For months before that telling people that he couldn't do it because it's a it's not a a monarchy. Mm-hmm. And then he did it.
1: <laughs>
0: what a scary individual. Yep. And now he's on a now he's on a yacht with David Gelfin.
1: Probably going to Pito Island, I imagine.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We'll see
1: when that comes up, man. I'm wondering how many people are bribed because of that stuff. Oh, jeez. You know, it hit England yeah. a few years ago. I you know, never...
0: And now he's he's writing his third book, and it's his third autobiography.
1: Oh, come... On. Well, how many... What, is he, is he revising it again?
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. This time he'll be born as Barack Obama.
1: Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Instead of Barry...
0: Barry, Barry Suarto, was that his name?
1: Yeah, Soerto so or Sotero or something.
0: Sotero, yeah. yeah. Hey, what do you what do you
1: call the boss at a
3: dairy? Good. The, the big cheese. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What do you call a, What do you
0: call a milkman in high heels?
3: <laughs>
0: what? A Dairy Queen.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, here we go! A ferocious that be one of the oldest jokes I know.
1: That's the oldest horrible joke.
0: I, oh, wish I had my... I'll tell you a joke that you can't you you couldn't tell today, except here. Okay, let's hear it. That I had a friend who was half black and half Japanese, and every December seventh he attacked Pearl Bailey.
3: Oh no!
0: <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> that is a groaner.
0: I know it is. It is. <laughs> there used to be a there used to be a comedian named Adam Keith, and we used to see him down in the village. And that was one of his favorite jokes to tell.
1: Oh, jeez. That's it funny. Always, you remember his
0: name? Got, it always got groans. He was actually fairly famous. He was actually on TV for a while.
1: What did he do? What was he doing?
0: He was. He we would see him like on the Murray Griffin show and stuff. You know. Oh, great. But you know, the funny part about him, he he did a bit that I had never seen anybody do before. He did a Lionel, not Lionel, uh, John Barrymore horror movie, <laughs> uh-huh. okay, on, on a stage. And he had the guy in the control booth turning the light on and off.
3: <laughs>
0: and every time it would turn on, it would be like a different scene, you know? It was oh, really right. good. Yeah, it was <laughs> really good.
1: Yeah, John, old John Barrymore—he was quite the drunk, I heard.
0: Oh yeah, yes he was.
3: Oh man. And you really? know what?
0: You know that when when he died, W.C. Fields and a couple other people snuck his body out of the uh, funeral home and took it took him to a bar for a drink.
3: <laughs>
0: Jeez. That, that's it. There's a great movie called uh, W.C. and Me, where. Uh, Oh, can't think of his name now. It's awful. Damn. He was the guy who played the sheriff in the original uh, in the Heat of the Night. Rod Steiger. Okay. Rod Steiger played W.C. Fields in the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, it was really good. W.C. W- and me, it was cool. I forget who the girl was that played the me, but uh, it was, and that was the, all these kind of stories about him. He I'll had, look that
1: up on YouTube.
0: Yeah, he hated the government, and he got uh, audited by the IRS.
4: Oh, and the no. And I said,
0: we've looked, we've looked in uh, your records, and, and you took a $5,000 deduction for a charitable contribution to a charity called the Home for Peruvian Bastards.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> think said.
0: The guy said we've researched that, Mr. Fields, and we can't find that charity anywhere. And he says, "Of course not. If you were in a home for Peruvian bastards, would you advertise?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
1: have to check this out and see if I can find it on YouTube.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, he—he he was—he was very good in the movie. I'm a big—I'm a big W. C. Fields fan. Everybody else is—you're uh, probably a big Three Stooges fan, right?
1: Yeah, but I do like W. C. because of his disdain for children. I love that. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Children and dogs, yeah. Hey, you know, he, I like W.C. and I love the Marx Brothers. They were all my favorites. Oh,
1: they were a big
0: Three Stooges guy. Really? Well, yeah. I think it's because I got
1: I, I got into them when I was six and seven, you know, and then that whole slapstick thing just appeals to young boys, and took it from there.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I and I, I never cared much for uh, for Laurel and Hardy either.
1: Yeah, that was kind of. He was kind of mean. <laughs>
0: yeah. However,
1: Oliver, I Oliver used to like really intimidate him. You know, that would be um, you know, these days I wonder how social justice warriors would look upon that, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah,
0: they, they would. They would. They would side with the downtrodden guy. Oh
1: yeah, poor Stan.
0: However, I was I was a big Abbott and Costello fan.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the same kind of scenario too with the whole bullying, but it was it seemed better. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: because Stan just sat there and cried, you know, whereas, um, you know, Costello would just, you know, he'd be a little mad sometimes, or you know, he'd speak up. Yeah, and
0: then, then he would usually say something that would make Abbott even more even madder than he was, you know. (laughs) He was he was on a a quiz show with these two beautiful blonde girls in one episode, and the guy says to the woman, "Where do you come from?" She says, "L.A." And he says, "Oh, Los Angeles." She says, "No, no, Louisiana." And then the next girl, where do you come from? She says, L.A. He says, Louisiana, no. Los Angeles, no. Lake Arrowhead. (laughs) So then he says, Costello, where do you come from? He says, L.A. And he says, Louisiana, no. Los Angeles, no. Lake Arrowhead, no. Patterson, New Jersey. (laughs)
3: What?
0: (laughs) Patterson, New Jersey. It was just silly, you know. I come from L.A., Patterson,
3: New Jersey. He just thought that
0: L.A. was the right answer to give to the question. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm sorry
0: have, that you had to have I'm sorry you had to explain that. that. <laughs> they actually have a statue of him in Paterson, New Jersey. Do they? And and the statue made a guest appearance in one of the episodes of uh The Sopranos.
3: Oh.
4: Yeah.
0: So uh Tony Soprano met with some uh some police informant that was helping him out right at the statue of Luca, so
1: Nice. <laughs> so they have one of uh, Abbott too?
0: No, just him. Oh I don't man. I know where Abbott was from, but he wasn't. He wasn't from uh, New Jersey.
1: They must have a statue of him. Somewhere.
0: You know what we have out here? We have Sonny Bono.
1: Nice. How's it look? Is it, is it? Is it one of those Bono. good? Is it a good likeness, or is it like those tattoos oh, yeah. that people have of the no, kids no, on their arms? It's
0: really, it's really nice, and. Oh. Uh, it's, it's actual size. <laughs> <laughs> but he was not really? man. They loved him out here. He was a mayor out here. They loved him
1: out here. Does he have a big uh, pine tree right next to him that he's about ready to hit? Oh, no,
0: no, no. No,
1: no. <laughs> Sorry, that hit too close to home over there in Palm Springs. But they
0: did have, they had a they had like a 30 foot Statue of Maryland Monroe for a while. You know, the skirt blowing up, you
1: know. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. They're like yeah, made out of PVC the, or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know where that wound up. But it was out here for a while. They were supposed to bring it back.
1: Yeah, I don't think they but should yeah, call them Sonny, statues. They should call them Sonny
0: displays. So Sunny was a big uh, favorite out here, and he wound okay. up in Congress.
1: Yeah, he was mayor for how long there?
0: Long time, yeah. A couple, a couple of at least a couple of terms, and then when he died, his wife took over. Oh Mary, really, so... Mary Bono. <laughs> and then she marries she married Connie Mack, the congressman from Florida. She became Mary Bono Mack. Nice. And we figured that she was going to wait for him to die in a, because Florida, in a, in a uh, water skiing accident, <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> take his place.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. But the, the man has, the has to only have one or two syllables. She can't take that many more in their last name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it plays havoc with your stationery, you know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, your biz- and your business cards, once you get past the second marriage. That's it. <laughs> so, what what is your next art show coming up, young man? Oh, uh, Let's
3: see.
1: Uh, we have the art of tiki which is an incredible show coming up. Um, that's on October 6th. It's a Friday night. It's at mm-hmm. La Luz de Jesus Gallery in Hollywood, which is the premier gallery for um, new contemporary art. But this show, um, it, I think it revolves around a book that um, Otto, Otto and Sven, Otto von Strenum and uh, Sven Kirsten wrote. And it basically right. just now, deals I with... For don't Otto? know, Otto
0: von Stolheim is the gentleman who runs... Uh, tiki Oasis mm-hmm. in uh, the the actual gold standard of all Tiki events in San Diego.
1: He also and started Tiki, tiki News ben, back in the 90s or something.
0: That's right. And mm-hmm. Sven Kirsten is the Supreme Court of Tiki. He writes all the Tiki books and he has all the, uh, if you show Sven, he actually has been on uh, Storage Wars where they bought something and they needed an expert opinion on it, and Sven is the guy that gives them the expert opinion. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then uh, I can remember seeing people hanging up artwork in different places, and Sven would say, oh, no, that that comes from Papua New Guinea. No, no, that – and he knows everything about everything.
1: Yeah, he's got an incredible brain. But this show is going to be half – Half of relics uh, from mid-century uh, tiki bars and whatnot that have closed down. So half is going to be displays of these, these things from these uh, temples of yore, um, basically. And the other half is going to be uh, contemporary artists, which um, mm-hmm. everybody in our scene um, is going to have a piece in there, or, or three. I've got three in there right now with two, uh, two at the ready when, the other, when some other pieces sell. I get to put those up. Tom has two pieces, Big Toe. And Doug uh, mm-hmm. has a piece in there, so my brothers are well represented in there. And they're gonna right. have um, they have these great two new shag pieces that are uh, based on classic Mark Ryden paintings, right as the scene was being born, so to speak, the second wave. So he did studies right. of those, which are fantastic. Oh, there's just so many great pieces. Scott Shidley, Flounder's gonna be in the show. Uh, Atomic Kitty, Susanna, our friend. I mean, just everybody. It's it's gonna be a great show. So. There's a catalog that's going to be in the show as well that you can get there. And um, I'd say hit down there, October 6th, La Luz de Jesus in Hollywood. And where is
0: that located? exactly in Hollywood?
1: That's in Hollywood. Um, Exactly? I don't know. Look it up. It's Jesus. dot com. La Luz de Jesus, like the light of Jesus Mm -hmm. is what it means. Yeah, I
0: can't there's wait to go in two for, weeks. There's another, there's another old joke for you. Let's hear it. My, my grandmother made me leave parochial school because they taught us that they taught that Jesus was Jewish. And she said that anybody named Jesus had to be Puerto Rican.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, no. I know. That's terrible.
1: Okay, here we go. Um Tess is talking to Bess one day. They're all sitting outside on the porch, and Tess goes, why are you knitting three socks there, Bess? And Bess said, my son wrote me, and he's grown a foot since I've seen him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
4: God. okay.
1: You know who inspires me for this delivery was uh, Norm MacDonald. He did this roast, and he basically just read these silly, stupid jokes, and they were the most hilarious thing that anyone else brought up. The most brilliant, right. brilliant, and funny in his delivery. Yeah, so he's uh, he's my inspiration. Have you been watching his uh, live show on YouTube?
0: Yes, you actually you actually turned me on to those. Yes. Oh, very, very
1: some of those are hilarious. Couldn't believe it. Some aren't, but some are. Kind of like our shows, yep. huh? Some are pretty good, and some
0: are. Well, yeah, your your half of our shows turns out pretty
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say the opposite.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Oh, and you, we also, you, you, breathe, you breathe you breathe life into the into the broadcast always bring, always bring some
1: use to the, this old dusty show. That smells like a uh, metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we also have a we also have a tiki marketplace on October 14th. That's at Don the Beach and I do have the address for that if you want.
0: In Newport Beach, right?
1: Uh Huntington Beach.
0: Huntington Beach. Well, yeah. yeah. See I'm the East Coast, every beach sounds the same. Yeah,
1: they're all the same, pretty much. This is on 16278PCH in Huntington Beach. And it's from 10 to 3 on Saturday, October 14th. And uh, Doug, uh, Big Toe, and myself will be there, amongst other brilliant artists, craftspeople, and carvers, etc. So uh, head down if you can. How
0: that was that? Is, re- that is really the... the, the uh the marketplace at buys has really grown, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. There's. Uh, oh shoot! It's like it spills out to the outside now. hmm I'll be selling my new coloring book there that I just uh, published about a month ago or so. So come on down and get one. So you can color. You can be autistic or whatever. it would be great.
0: You can have it if, if you need a safe place in a coloring mm-hmm. book. You know.
3: Yeah, now, I don't you mention.
0: Ju- you just do, If you do a Moai in the uh, silly putty get the whole safe space thing working out for
1: you. Yeah, I don't mention Trump once in my coloring book, so...
0: That's a good thing. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: that'd be the kiss of
0: death. <laughs> <laughs> How is the lovely, uh, the lovely Amy doing uh, with her artwork? She seems to be a bit more prolific than she was.
1: Uh, she is, in fact, but she was just complaining to me last night. She's like, oh, I hate sitting next to you while you draw because, you know... You bang out so much and I just struggle over this, but her output since she started, you know, uh recently has been incredible. Amy been pay-
0: Amy is uh, Ken's better half.
1: My muse.
0: And has used to be uh a reporter in a local newspaper in uh I wanna say Fremont, but it's not Fremont, California. Fullerton.
1: What's Fullerton. In Fullerton.
0: Okay. California. <laughs> <laughs> and she used to cover a lot of the art world down there. And now she's become an artist in her own right, which is really kind of exciting.
1: Well, she used to be one, and then she just kind of started getting back into it. And she's been loving mm-hmm. it. So, And, of course, she has free art supplies here at the studio, so that can't hurt.
0: Nothing, nothing wrong can, with that. Yeah, that's she can grab around. any
1: canvas or paper or anything she wants.
0: See, I've got, I've got a deal where, uh, where my, my wife works for a car company. And if I need like a supercharger or something, you know, boom, I could do that, you know. Yeah,
1: can you just order a convertible?
0: Uh, yeah, oh, sure. You nice. know what the funniest thing is? This is, I mean, she worked for Shelby, she worked for Celine now, she worked West Coast Customs, worked for, she ran West Coast Customs in Celine and Celine and, and Shelby. And uh, do you know that people, because of that, will ask me car questions? <laughs> I think that's just
3: terribly funny. <laughs> you
1: know? I, do you answer him? I give him false I'm, answers. I,
0: only if it involves putting uh, gas in the tank.
1: <laughs>
0: only if it involves a self-service tank. Other than that, I'm lost. You know. Yeah,
1: that sounds like you need to adjust the circuit breakers there, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, it really—and he seriously asked
1: me, just tell him to turn I mean, it off and turn it on again. That's that's it. Yep.
0: Reboot. <laughs> reboot. Reboot your uh, GTH. You know, that's what you got to do right now. <laughs> I would I would adjust the Finnegan pin and then just hope for the best. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Say, yeah, they your wife does have alcohol. a... Excuse me? No, go ahead.
1: Oh, I said your wife has oil running in her veins, I think.
0: Yeah, she does. All, yeah.
1: Oh, these car she, companies she she's worked for.
0: She told one person one day. She said that she has had she has had every little boy's dream jobs for the years.
1: <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Is she ever going to retire?
0: Oh my gosh. I don't think so. She needs I don't to relax. Think so. Yeah. she's, she's like could, a shark. She went to a she 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 flew into the teeth of Hurricane Irma to do a car show in uh, uh, South Carolina Myrtle Beach. Wow. And and then, and then uh, I think this week she's in uh, Terlingua, Texas, for an event. Oh my gosh! I found I found out a really neat trivia uh, uh, thing. Just reading something that I didn't hear from her, but I just read it. Uh, remember the movie Bullet?
1: Yeah. With
0: Steve McQueen. Remember the, the car chase scene with that uh, Mustang going up and down the hills in uh, San Francisco?
1: Yes, I do. You're not going to tell me she was I a stunt that driver. The
0: car was Steve Celine, the guy who won Celine Autos. Really? Yeah. Well, he had been a car racer. He's sort of, he's got kind of a a a pedigree sort of like Carroll Shelby's, and you know that he was a car racer. He won big events like Carroll did, like like Le Mans and stuff, stuff like that. And he drove that car in in the bullet, in the bullet movie. I thought that was kind of cool. Well,
1: that's an iconic chase scene.
0: Yeah, and as I say, if if I had done that, I'd have a T-shirt made that said that, you know. Oh, if I had yeah, done that,
1: I'd need the diapers.
0: The bullet, you know. <laughs> I'm the guy that drove the bullet Mustang. Leave me alone.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Actually, I can. I have a T-shirt that says, "I know how to put gas in the bullet Mustang."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Follow I turn it and on and off. Run.
0: I reboot it
1: (laughs) So how's my article coming For TV Magazine that you're working on Are you getting that going
0: uh, I have to tell you something You have made The writing of this article The easiest article I've ever written (laughs) With all it I have never had so many I mean my note taking Is not the best but your note-taking is, is exemplary.
1: Oh, well, here's a, here's a secret for you. From 1990 yeah. to about 2003, um, I kept incredible records. After 2003, right. I just basically would mark it on a calendar. So I had to bust out. I have one calendar at home and one calendar at work, and I would write down everything I did on there. And so I would have to look that up and then look up the show and then find out the address or where it was at.
0: Oh, geez, mm-hmm. it was
1: just such a hunt, but I'm glad. I'm so glad. I, it gave me the opportunity to do it to gather all that information. It was. It was. You. It
0: was just amazing. Jeez, you know, because my my first of all, my my handwriting is the pits, right? So <laughs> when I take notes, you know, I'm, I, I I I I did an interview uh, with with the lady. Do you know Suzanne Perry?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. I I, Great inter- lady. I interviewed her. Suzanne Perry. Has lived the tiki lifestyle since she's a kid.
3: You know, mm-hmm. Manhattan
0: Beach. They lived in. They had the the grass mats on the floor and stuff. You know.
3: Oh, nice. And
0: her her uncle, and this will mean nothing to you at all, was uh, the actor who played the Great Gildersleeve. What? Which was that was a big show on TV years ago.
1: Gildersleeve.
0: Yeah, the Great Gildersleeve. He was kind of like a, a glad handing poli- local politician, you know. Okay. And it was it was a, really a, a, one of the first sitcoms on television, you know. And and I, I was I was taking all of these notes, and as I'm putting the thing together, I look and I go, "The Great Gildersleeve. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't understand." How oh no! Because I was all petrified with the with uh, the interview, and I, why would I have written a great guilt sleeve? You know, and then that's, I realized that you know that, that this was her her uncle.
1: You know, that's the first sign of autism.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had many signs since
3: <laughs> that. You know?
0: I went I went to a neurologist one time, and the guy the guy I had to fill out all this history. You know, oh, what, no. what's, what's wrong with you and all, you know, and it said, have you ever had a concussion? And <laughs> I put down that I had four concussions. And he looked at it and he said to me, where have you been hanging out? You know? <laughs> and I said, well, I played football for nine years. And he said to me, did they let you wear a helmet? <laughs> and that was no. how I knew he wasn't the doctor for me. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: we weren't a good fit. That's what I figured out about.
1: No, you. not at all. Yeah, I think psychiatrists should be avoided.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he was just not, not for me. No, nope, yeah. Four go. concussions. That full concussion thing explains a lot, though, doesn't it, Ken?
1: Oh yeah, but what a joy though! Think of how your mind has oh, been bent. All these different insights you're able to get now with your warped oh, yeah, brains. <laughs> yep.
0: Forget the fact that as you're being led off the field, it looks like you're looking through a fish tank. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Other than that thing
1: Oh man, see, I'm glad I never participated in that stuff. Oh geez, I did. I was in track during high school, but I liked that because it was it was. Non competitive in my eyes. I just ran, you know. If I won I won. If I didn't I didn't. But yeah, just right. banging against people all the time. Fuck that. I had other shit to do.
0: <laughs> one of, I, I gotta tell you something. My 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 father asked me one of the most insightful questions that I've ever been asked about my football playing. Right? What's that? He said to me, What is it like to line up against somebody and every player just banging against each other? You know, in other words, the same guys, like being yeah. in a heavyweight championship fight and the rounds never end, you know? And I thought like was old a really school insightful. war. Yeah, it was It was like a really insightful question, you know? And the answer was it was hell. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Just like crunching if got a you'd son, hear. Oh. If, you got a, if you got a son, get him a set of golf clubs or get him a tennis racket. Do not let him play football.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: I have, a, I have a nephew who has a son who is, like, a, a really, really good baseball player. I mean, you know, he, he's on traveling teams, and he gets all these tournaments and stuff, you know. And my nephew said to me, oh, he wants to play football next year. And I said, if you let him play football, I will hunt you down and kill you.
3: <laughs>
0: you know, not a good thing.
1: No, and you'd think that technology would, would be able to answer that by having, you know, better equipment. I mean, I know they, they probably have better helmets and whatnot, but what about the rest of your body, too, you know? There's, plus that whole jostling thing, you know, when you get hit really hard, really fast, you know, oh, yeah. who well, knows what I, that's I cool.
0: heard one, one, of the great, one of the great comments I heard the other day was, well, there's no problem until your head comes in contact with the ground. Yeah. That happens a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no problem except for that part you know there's well, no problem with na- flying except for the taking off and landing yeah just eliminate the ground <laughs> <laughs> you imagine yeah until your head comes in contact with the grounds well yeah another another smart one <laughs> and people people always say to me wow where did you play football and i say well, you ever heard of minnesota vikings and they go yeah and said, "Well, the people I play with never heard of the Minnesota Vikings." So. <laughs> <laughs> I played in. Uh, I played in uh, those hotbeds of football, like like Hartford, Connecticut, and <laughs> Jersey City, New Jersey. You know? Oh, I've heard of
1: them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I one time got kicked in the throat on a play. What with off. cleats? Yeah. Well, actually, with the toe, and I I. I got handed a winter green mint by the trainer <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a high-end uh, a high-end uh, way of dealing with injuries
1: sounds like boot camp compassion we were climbing up this one huge it must have been two or three stories up now probably two stories up because three would have killed me but they had sand underneath and you climb up to the top of it and you're you're exhausted and right as I got up there the drill instructor popped up from behind the the little fence thing as you're climbing up and just goes, Ruzik! And I just freaking let go and fell flat on my back, knocked all my air out. And all I can remember is this drill instructor yelling at me, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm going to die, and this guy's fucking yelling at me. That's a great way to go. And, oh man, no compassion.
0: (laughs) I had a friend of mine telling me that that they were on a run, and a guy uh, came up behind him and said, uh, whatever Let's, let's say that the, the DI's name was was Duncan or something, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: some guy behind him says, "Do you see Duncan?" And no, he said, "Well, screw this then." You know, and they were going to go get some water. Oh shit! And the guy, you see, Duncan was actually Duncan. <laughs> that just seems unfair to me. <laughs> but seems some... probably very right to you, right?
1: There was loads of treachery in boot camp, especially from your drill instructor, you know. They're basically getting you used to a prisoner situation, you know, how you're going, you know, they're not only going to discipline you and make you a team unit, but also put you under so much stress. So when you do get captured, you'll be like, oh, no problem, you know, and that's what they did.
0: The idea, isn't it, to break you down and build you up again? Yep. In their image.
1: Oh, yeah. Lean and mean. I remember being that. (laughs) Many years ago. Our glory days have passed, Ray. What do we do?
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> somebody somebody asked me when I was in college. They said to me, what was your last good year? And I was still playing. <laughs> <laughs> I told, Hopefully I haven't reached it yet, you know. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, you know. <laughs> I mean, listen, hey, you talk about these millionaires kneeling on the sideline during the anthem and stuff, you know. I don't want to brag, Kenny, but there was one year – I made $415 a game.
1: For what? For football. Doing...
0: Really?
4: Oh, yeah. That's a
1: lot. That's a lot of money back then. Back
4: then? Back then? Was that? 19,
1: was that 1920? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well,
4: actually, <laughs> 20
0: was the first year we actually had air that we could put in a ball. Before that, there was no air. So
1: we <laughs> played with rocks. You had to wait until someone invented it.
0: <laughs> I, was, I had... I had a coach, you would have liked this guy. His name was Paul Bresman. And he was the funniest uh, guy I've ever met in my life. And Paul Bresman told me that I ran very fast but too long in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> that was a subtle hint. Then he also asked me if I if I had uh, a sister. And I said, Yeah, and he goes, Pretty, right? I said, Yeah, <laughs> she's cute. He goes, Yeah, somebody in that family has to have the looks
3: <laughs> Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? And I won, I won a trophy as the most valuable defensive player. And when he gave me the trophy at the, at the awards dinner, he said, what can you say about Raymond? He dances every dance. And he gave me the award. I thought that was like a big compliment, especially coming from him, right? Uh-huh. And then <laughs> two years later, I won the same award. And he said, what can you say about Raymond? Too young to die and too old for rock and roll.
3: <laughs>
0: no that's not a get out of town speech I don't know what it <laughs> yeah,
3: is
1: pretty much that's a subtle hint yeah. right there <laughs> you,
0: you're going to love this one. all his jokes were Swedish jokes because he was Swedish so he mm-hmm. wouldn't offend anybody you know how many Swedes does it take to screw in a light bulb type thing you know uh-huh. and we went we were playing a team in Wheeling West Virginia the Wheeling West Virginia Iron Man. and apparently the films that we had for them to watch to build the defense against was like an old offense that they weren't even running anymore what?
3: okay so okay
0: so the, the, all this the, the, the stuff that we were looking at that they were trying to defend against they were defending against a team that wasn't even there anymore it was a totally different offense so we were really we were really stuck when we got out the first half we come in at halftime and we had these sliced oranges they would give you he was throwing oranges everywhere.
3: People had oranges
0: <laughs> hanging off their helmets, right? Screaming and yelling. And the, guy, the guy's name was Billy, who was the assistant coach. He goes, Billy, I'm out there. He says, I feel like the Swede who jumped into a barrel of tits and came up sucking my thumb. <laughs> Come on now. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> yep. Resmen
1: Wow Is he still Is he still around
0: Is he still coaching I have no idea I have no idea Whatever happened So I didn't Listen All of those people I totally lost Contact with Of course No oh, man I may be the only one Left Who knows
1: Wow That's definitely not, not a
0: programs Number one in their hearts
1: That's kind of weird Darwinism huh? With you being The last yeah.
0: one <laughs> You know what's funny, what's funny is I once I want I was they had me kicking because uh, I used to kick off and they had me kicking. We never kicked field goals because we had any specialists. Everybody had to do everything. So they actually had me lining up, and I was I was kicking field goals in practice, which was better than hitting a sled in practice. So I, I did it, and I was hitting field goals from like 25 yards away, you know. And feeling good about myself, and of course nobody's rushing you in practice. You're just kicking, so I'm out there on the field and I'm going, "Oh my God, what am I doing?" <laughs> you know, I didn't, I did Listen, I was always in among the elbows and the feet and stuff. I had no idea there was even a ball in the game, right? <laughs> so here I am, I'm lined up to kick a field goal, and all I'm thinking is, "Get it up over the line, get it up over the line, give it a shot, give it a chance, right?" I almost kicked the damn thing straight up in the air. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you want to see these bodies clashing together? I almost wiped out half the league. with one kick. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, everyone just like ran to the center.
0: Yeah, people just <laughs> boom, boom, falling all over themselves, you know. So we, we, we
4: were, we were playing,
0: we were playing a team in. In, in in Hartford, the Hartford Charter Oaks, and uh, they had a they had a legitimate field goal kicker. He was a uh, he had been a soccer player at Yale,
3: mm-hmm. and he
0: came out, and we everybody was all in all because this guy was booming him from like 35, 40 yards away in practice, so we we almost we felt like you know we felt like the only girl to dance, right?
4: <laughs>
3: so he
0: lines up the kick field goal during the game, kicked it right right up sent his bust. <laughs> okay? So what happened? He's come out the field and this guy, Hank Marriott looks at the center and he goes, next time it'll be a watermelon.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just,
0: yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, but it was a, it was a different world, let me tell you.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, Kenny, we got to take a break. We will be right
4: back
2: yeah. All right. <coughs> Do you inspire to be a show host, co-host, creative producer, camera operator, ground coverage reporter, or a writer in the Internet TV or radio business? Irresponsible Productions and Consultants LLC is seeking individuals to start in the news and entertainment sports community-based Internet TV and radio shows. Looking for all ages and skill levels? This is your opportunity to join in a community-shared vision. Build something from the grassroots, start something great and rewarding. Show ideas include local food reviews and spotlights, local business spotlights and interviews, local government information and community awareness, local sports spotlights on the different sports, activities, athletes, and interviews, local health and wellness spotlights on the different groups and activities in the area, local leadership spotlights and interviews local artist spotlights and interviews. If you have an interest in any of these shows or have a show idea of your own and just need help producing it, contact info at irresponsibleproductions.net. That's I-N-F-O at E-A-R, responsibleproductions.net.
0: sort of been, been a freewheeling kind of conversation tonight, which usually happens between Kenny and I. It doesn't always yeah. happen on the air between Kenny and I, but it usually happens.
1: Yeah, and sometimes they're good, and, sometimes uh, they're bad, you know. We, hey, got another joke for
0: you. The, we are in agreement with, about a lot of things.
1: <laughs> you want to hear another joke?
0: So, huh?
1: You want oh, to yeah, hear no, another no. joke? Okay. Um The dad goes up to this kid and says, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the kid goes, When I grow up, I want to drive a big army tank. And the dad says, Well, son, if that's what you want. I won't stand in your way.
3: (laughs) Oh God.
1: These are horrible, huh? I
0: know.
1: We should rename this the hour of groan two hours of groans.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: Hey, should we start talking about the um, big Hawaii thing? Cause I got um I got a little special surprise in there for people who actually want to go down there. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, with I'll be with uh, Doug Horn and Big Toe and Brad Tiki Shark Parker. We're going to Hawaii in November. And we're going to be um, we're going to be displaying our work and um, a bunch of other artists are going to be joining us on Saturday. But Thursday night on November 16th, we're going to be at the Royal Kona Resort in Kailua Kona on the big island of Hawaii from 4 p.m. to 930 p.m. So we're going to be showing work there. But if you call the hotel, you can get or I mean, if you call the reservation number that I'm going to give you, you can get um, 109 bucks per night for three nights there at the Royal Kona Resort, which is beautiful. So 109 you're thinking,
4: a night?
1: Yeah. Is that good, or are you just that's, helping that's, me plug
0: that's it?
1: That's amazing. That's yeah.
0: Really terrific. Yeah, okay. As a, yeah. yeah, Ray, it's $109 a night for a no, three No, I'm serious. That, that, that knocks me out. You can't, you can't, there's nothing you can get there, let alone the Royal Kona Resort, for God's sake. So give well, everybody that number, please. Well,
1: there's a limited amount available, but here's the number. It's one eight hundred twenty-two 22 aloha Okay? And that's their central reservations, and they have a special code, which is – it's one of two things, So I've been given two codes. One is Tiki Fest, and the other is at Tiki Festival. So one of those two. And uh, so the first night will be at the Royal Kona. You can call that number if you want to stay there and then just stagger downstairs, come join us and stagger back upstairs and not even have to take a Uber or anything. The next night on Friday, November 17th, we're going to have kind of an art show at Cozy's Tiki Palace in Waimea, which uh, Cozy is Paul Kozak. He's a world famous comedian and he has a comedy shop as well as a gallery. And we're going to be showing in there from 530 to 7.00. The next day, the same place and the shops surrounding it, we're going to have a big, huge tiki festival from 2 to 6 with vendors. And we're going to have Sam Choi there. And, um, oh, Jiminy, there's some other guy who is supposed to be there providing music. And he's supposed to be um, an incredible man.
3: (laughs) I forgot his name,
1: though. But he's incredible, okay? So, um, yeah, we're actually going to be taking a tour, us three boys.
0: A a a three-day event?
1: Yeah, three-day event, and we're going down there for about a week, so we're going to be um, going there, enjoying the island a little bit, maybe hitting uh, the place where um, Captain Cook was killed, and I believe we're going to the island next door. Is
3: that Oahu? I don't know, or
1: Maui or something, but we're going to the Bishop Museum on there um, after all the festivals and everything. We're going to shoot over there for a day, enjoy the museum, and then head back home.
4: Very nice. Very oh, Yeah, It's
1: kind of a wonderful opportunity. Nothing,
4: nothing like
0: it, right? And, and where else would you rather be in November than in Hawaii? My goodness.
1: Yeah, I heard it's going to be very warm there, so um, I was told not to even bring any pants. Oh so. Well,
0: you know, a lot of times you walk around without pants anyway. So. It, it, yeah, maybe I should bring some shorts,
1: though,
3: huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, there it is. <hilarious>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and if, I, if I show up at that, that the comedy place, on open mic night. You know what I'm saying? It's a accident. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you
5: should.
1: Hey, I got another joke for you. Got Okay. Yeah, this guy came up to me and said, Hey, what are you doing wearing my raincoat? And I said, You wouldn't want your best suit to get wet, wouldn't you?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, gosh.
1: Okay. Uh, I know. They're pretty horrible, huh? Nice. No, <laughs> So um, I think I covered all the stuff I was supposed to cover. So let's just freeform it. There you go. I'm
0: ready for that. All yeah, right. Ready
1: for that. Where do you want to go next? What do you want to talk about?
0: <laughs> let's, let's let's talk let's talk about the state of California or Occupied California, as I like yeah. to call
1: it. Yeah. What about uh, it?
0: What do you, what is your thought about? I mean, do you realize? If we're gonna be a sanctuary state and we're gonna have open borders, there could be fifty million people in this state by the end of the decade.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll be flipping the bill, which I think is very scary about that. I well, mean especially if, if federal funding gets um cut or just reduced even, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We have our homeless down here on the Santa Ana River problem, too. There's, like, huge encampments. It goes for almost, jeez, like a half mile. It's just tense. Yeah.
3: Very, very crazy.
0: That's a, that's, that, to me, is a a, uh, a a climate problem because the climate oh, yeah. in California is so hospitable, okay, where people could, could not survive 24 hours a day on the streets 365 a, a year in Chicago or New York, yeah. but they do here, you know.
1: Yep, unfortunately, it brings the good and the bad, you know, it brings the rich and the I've, poor.
0: The river, or I don't even know what it is, it's, it runs through uh, Lomita and uh, Lomita and uh, Gardena.
3: Uh-huh.
0: And literally, like you say, if you, if you drive over the overpass, you look to where the river is. It literally looks like somebody put together a uh, a uh, a Lego set of buildings, you know.
1: And those uh-huh.
0: things are there to stay. And those people are there to stay.
1: Well, here we have social services coming down, giving them free laundry service, food. I mean, I don't wow. know. I think I, I think when when you want to make somebody try to better themselves, sometimes you have to let them just fall, you know, either in the background, like, you know, it's like with a kid when you're teaching them how to walk, you're not going to pick them up every time you're going to let them fall and get back up. You know, these, these people, I think they're, they're being too coddled. And so it's very encouraging and it creates a permissive atmosphere for, for basically illegal dwellings on uh, over there, you know?
4: Well, it's sort of, it's sort of like the whole
0: DACA mess, you know, why would you get a job if you don't need one? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they're making it so easy that, that to, to just live without ever having to get yourself a job.
1: Yeah, it just seems to um, take the playing field and, and weight it wrongly in one direction as opposed to making it equal for all.
0: You know, everybody but should
1: – if we're all Americans, we all should have the same starting point, you know. There you go. Make the best of it, you know.
0: And like, I, like somebody said the other night, that was, was a, a very good uh, observation – The idea is to make people who are poorer get more money. The idea is not to take more money off of people who are not poor. Yeah. Uh The idea is you are at this level, okay? You want to achieve the level above where you are. You don't want to pull Bill Gates down for where he is. You know? I mean, Mm -hmm. this this whole thing about about. These people from DACA, if if you go from cradle to grave and you never had to work a day in your life, why would you work? Yeah, the and thing why, I don't. Why is it all all that income distribution? There is no such thing as income distribution. No, you either got an income or you don't. That's true. And I, I, I and the, the other the other thing that really pisses me off about the DACA thing is. When they talk about sending people away, you can't split up families. Well, what did those parents do when they put those kids on one of those trains to hand them over to a coyote to get into yeah, the country? Much. They're the ones that split up the family. Yep. Sending the kids back is not splitting the family up. And now because the kid is here, uh, what we got to bring is uncle, his aunt, his grandmother, his grandfather. Everybody's got to come in.
1: Yeah. The whole chain migration thing is scary. You should, I mean, everybody should be vetted and everybody should be made to wait in line. That's the way it's supposed to be. Wait in line. There's so many beautiful immigrants that have, that have waited in line and went through all the proper paperwork. And I don't see any of these DACA folks applying for citizenship. They're just waiting on an amnesty, you know? And it's like, if you're not even taking a, an effort, you know, you just want this plopped in your lap that to me sounds like a, a, a character judgment of the kind of people I wouldn't want in America. I'd like someone who would be ambitious and somebody who would want to compete and succeed, you know, and not just succeed because they're getting a free check from, from, from us, you know?
0: Right. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And like, oh, you know, well. if there are people that don't want to go through the process. We're supposed to get a free ride to get into the country, a free ride while we're here. You know, and and, I mean, look what happened to Pelosi, like we said before. yep, She had an idea about, listen, the whole idea of this thing is going to be amnesty eventually. That's what they're going to go for.
1: That's the goal, yeah.
0: And the thing is that everything you do toward amnesty is going to make the place more palatable for everybody that's looking to get here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, of
1: course,
0: you have mass migration again. Yeah. And, and there's a whole anchor baby thing, right? Where a woman's pregnant, they bring her here, she has a kid here, and the kid's automatically a citizen. Well, what they don't, you know, what they don't tell you is that's an amendment to the Constitution that made sure that the children of slaves, of ex-slaves, mm-hmm. were citizens,
1: Exactly. Yeah, people just don't read the fine print. to
0: do with somebody coming from Guatemala. Well,
1: I I blame the news a little bit just in the sense of they only want to take their talking points and they don't want to give you the full picture, you know, which I think the advantage of our Internet these days is that people can, and that's why so many people are awakened. You know, so many people kind of realize what's going on now, and so they do do their own research and go hunting and whatnot, but it just seems like only certain topics are covered whereas maybe the bad parts of those topics are kind of just shuffled under the under the carpet.
3: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Yeah. And again, the same thing I said before, if you see clips from different news broadcasts, they use exactly the same words.
1: Oh yeah. Everyone's when, on the same when, page.
0: When President Trump went down to Texas for Hurricane Harvey, right? The uh, mm-hmm. word compassion, as in lack of compassion, or empathy, or compassion, those were the two words. And that those two words made it into every news broadcast, irrespective of, of the station. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all reading from the same playbook. They all are. And it's so obvious. And like you said, if it wasn't the social media keeping their feet to the fire right now, we'd all be buying this stuff.
1: you know? Yeah. But even that is kind of being centered slowly, which I think is really insidious. You know, all of a sudden we have this what? free format where people can say whatever they want and go on there and do whatever they want. And all of a sudden, you know, we need regulations on this now, you know, it's kind of, oh, yeah. it's, it's going off the path we had uh, built for them, you know,
0: well, that whole Google thing that's going on right now is pretty scary.
1: Yeah. That Facebook, you know, they're
0: going to tell, my- tell you what you can talk about, what you can talk about.
1: Well, well, they're doing it in weird ways, like that whole demonetization of uh, YouTube videos and whatnot. Or, you know, mm-hmm. them being able to define what is hate speech is the most frightening thing that everybody should be paying attention to. Yeah. You know, all, of a, all of a sudden when, when you have a group and all of a sudden they claim to know the answers, that's when things start getting a little dangerous, you know? Because at least I think the right wants to engage in a discussion. It just seems like the left doesn't, because I think they they realize that they're wrong. You know, deep down, well, they just don't a, want to there, admit there's it.
0: There's a lot. There's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for the fact that you get people who think in lockstep. Yeah. Okay. And there's really there's really no way to dissuade them from what they believe.
1: Like well, be we said, uh, I, to both
0: I, sides I, though. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what you can't have. You have to have people that are interested. Listen, there are, there are things that I agree with uh, with uh, Rand Paul on. There are things I don't agree with Rand Paul on, you know? But mm-hmm. if you agree with Nancy Pelosi, you're on the left. You have to agree with everything Nancy Pelosi said.
3: Yeah, it just um,
1: seems, it you know? seems really stacked, and that's why I think they're eating themselves, Like like we were talking about earlier. They're cannibalizing themselves because you're everyone like- – because you can't stick with every single policy of, of a politician.
0: Right. Exactly mm-hmm. right. And, and the, the thing, too, is that once you put these things into effect, they never go away. You yep. know? I mean, I was, in, I was in college during the uh, the Great Society days of uh, Lyndon Johnson, and he put some things into effect that, that just are still here and are not functioning at all.
1: Yeah, like you taxes, know? too. They'll do that a lot with taxes.
0: Yeah.
1: Boom. Somebody, you know, it's, you're never getting rid of it. Said,
0: somebody said the other day that uh, it's hard to run uh, for office when you're running against Santa Claus, you know? Because they are. They pr- yeah. don't promise you anything. Oh, or yeah. Freebies they don't promise you. And uh, George Bernard Shaw was one of my favorite quotes of all time. I use it all the time. George Bernard Shaw said that when you rob Peter to pay Paul, you will always have Paul's vote.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's where we are
0: right
1: now. That's true. And you know, no, I, think, I they're think they're all just I mean, banking on, on being either out of office or dead or retired by the time the the true awful fruits of all these policies, you know, start to yeah. start to well up.
4: Okay,
0: I mean, really, how can you believe that this stuff is gonna work long term? That's the whole thing. You well, Canada,
1: it's it's exactly what it is. It's for votes. And they just can't yeah. admit that. You know, and now all they would have to do was just say, "You know what? Let's just go for immigration and let's just build better policies and maybe they may have a chance of winning, you know?"
0: Well, the the last time that they had a uh uh an amnesty, if you remember, uh it came in under Ronald Reagan.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: the unknown or the little whole story is that they bartered with Reagan to have him buy into it, and the thing that they held out, the carrot they held out for him, was that they were going to seal the border after this embassy. Well, how'd that work out for you? No, well, it didn't Reagan, work out you know? too well. No. no. <laughs> so what, you think, to what do you me? think
1: Trump's going to do on this whole DACA thing? Is he just going to let um, Congress pass it? or I don't think they will pass it. They won't be able to, I don't think.
0: I thought that I thought that was a very strange approach to just throw it back into their court. I didn't I didn't understand that. You know, I it, think what he's thing, doing
1: is he he's basically it's like when you when you, when you're hanging out with an idiot, you know, you don't have to trip them. You just got to wait around for them to trip themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know the the thing that, that bothers me about it is that when you got you've got the Senate, you've got the House, you've got the White House. Okay.
3: Mhm.
0: And you're afraid to do anything.
3: Well, it's because they're
1: all bribed. Even Sessions, I think, is bribed. Sessions is completely compromised because he's not jumping on any of this stuff. He's not jumping Se- on Mills.
0: Sessions has to go without a doubt. He has to. Yeah.
1: go. Yeah, he's just too nice. And I thought I that mean... when he
0: recused himself in the Russian investigation
4: because that yeah. was such
0: a boondoggle that any any guy with any kind of a backbone would have just jumped in there and kicked that thing to pieces.
1: Well, what scares me is that it's, it's so blatant what Mueller's trying to do, but nobody yeah. on the left is talking about it. You know, he's fishing. No. He is fishing and fishing and fishing, and his only it, purpose it, is to gather evidence. So what's he going to do? He's going to somehow gather evidence, but I think it's going to be a full left field, you know. Well, just, but just, just look dongle. at who
0: he staffed his office with. He oh, He's fact his office with nothing but partisans.
1: The fact that him and Comey were best buddies, to me, exactly. should should knock him out of the park right there.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Man. The, the, the whole session thing bothered me from day one when he did that. Yeah.
1: Not good at all, but yeah. we'll see. I'm just bummed about he, Bannon, but but he had a brilliant... Did you watch his uh, 60 Minutes interview? Steve I did Bannon. not, no. Oh, you got to go hunt for that on YouTube. It was brilliant yeah. just perfect. i mean he perfectly stated what most of trump's voter bases were thinking about, you know, and it is mostly a concern for the nation, you know, even though all these people screaming and whatnot you know don't realize it they they think it's opposition to them no it's not it's to make the country better It's just that you're not in lockstep with that progress yeah i i think,
0: I, think it's, I I think it's kind of bad when you when the two people who leave are Bannon and Gorka.
1: Yeah, I love Gorka. You know, Gorka. Gorka
0: was great. He reminded me of like one of those um,
1: James Bond villains, you know? Yeah, oh, I mean, but he's Oh fuck yeah, he would run and ring on everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 I could, I, of all the people that you could lose, those are the two I wouldn't want to lose, you know?
1: But I think the strategy of them still working for Trump. Just but you know, but not working on the hill, I think, is a, right. is a advantageous thing. I think, I think Bannon's going to really come across with some great stuff.
4: Oh well,
0: you, wanna... just, you know, you know that the the left was hoping and praying that when Bannon left, he was going to leave pissed off. Yeah. And just yeah. just bury Trump. <laughs> and guess what? It didn't happen.
1: I would love a timeline just to show how many times the the left celebrated and then got shut down realizing that what they were celebrating wasn't the correct facts.
0: Well but see that's that's where the that's where the hatred comes from. Okay? Yeah no, I think so. Go back to go back to before the election, every poll said that Hillary was a lock. Okay. Yep. Our, uh if you there's a great there's a great clip on YouTube where they go from all these different anchors Oh, talking about how Trump has no, he's got no path to the White House. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, there's no way he, uh, there's a, what's her name, Rachel Maddow saying, uh, let's say he wins all five of those states and nobody wins all five. Well, guess what? He won all five, you know? So then that happens. And now the next thing is, oh, well, you know what's going to happen? We're going to get a lot of the electors in the electoral college that will flip And turn the other way. That didn't happen. All these neophytes that voted in this election because it was Hillary are are being fed a bill of goods from from the polls right down to the Russian collusion. And they keep buying into it and they keep getting deflated every time. That's why they keep getting madder and madder.
1: Yeah. And it's like, when do you, when, when, what point do you come at where you finally just go, you know what? I've been fed bullshit for a very long time, and they just right. finally come around, you know. And I think exactly. I think you're slowly seeing that with some of these um, boycotts and whatnot. I think you're slowly seeing that um, in terms of like Madonna's uh, new album, that live album she had out, only like eight thousand copies sold.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, that, there it is. I mean, that, that, that's that's the whole thing. Now, they were there was a, a demonstration. Uh, in Texas, where they were blocking ambulances and stuff from getting in for Hurricane Harvey. Why? Yeah, it was identified on on the uh, social media as being Black Lives Matter. Well, it wasn't that- Black Lives Matter. And that's what they focused on, these people. Not the <laughs> fact that there was a demonstration blocking ambulances Yeah. and who-, who are these idiots, but the fact that you got the identification wrong. Oh, so that's what they keep doing. They keep going for minutia, hoping to get a win, and they haven't gotten a win yet.
1: Well, it seems like when they want news, they just they have one of their groups is out there doing doing something, protesting or causing trouble or whatever, and then they just that's what the news is about. It, it, it validates right. them by covering them so much.
0: Yeah, you exactly know? right. Exactly. I mean, and it's it's so like you say, it's so transparent.
1: Yeah, and know, the way that, they were so
0: quiet current. about Antifa.
1: They were so quiet about Antifa beginning of the year, you know, and now all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh, oh dear, oh dear, you know, oh gee. Oh, well,
0: that was another thing I saw. Was it on MSNBC or CNN where Antifa is a manufactured idea by the Trump administration?
1: <laughs> really? It doesn't
0: really exist.
1: Oh well, that that proves that uh, Trump and Soros must be uh, working together to just tell oh, yeah. that myth.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, the <laughs> thing is, is that. There is a bank out here uh, called Premier Bank, Mm -hmm. right? They have a sign on the door that if you're wearing a hat and sunglasses, please remove them before you come in the bank. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: It's a security thing, right? But we're letting people carrying signs and and, 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 uh, sticks into the middle of a crowd wearing full face masks.
3: Yeah, I
1: know.
0: You know, and really, a lot of the crap that went down is the cops just did their job or were allowed to do their job. It wouldn't have gone down.
1: No, of course not. But you have liberal mayors who give orders to sheriffs. You know.
0: Well, that that's that's what the deal is too, because that's if you look at if you look at the places that are really uh, in bad shape, you can see it's it's the. the Rama manuals and, and the, the Blasios, they're no. all the same person. Or they're all the same mindset, put it that way.
1: Well, this whole thing with that uh, that Heather woman being killed um, at that demonstration for the free speech. Remember that one?
0: Right. In uh, at- Atlanta?
1: Yeah, she died of a heart attack.
3: Yeah.
1: They have, they have films out now showing she wasn't even hit. She right. was just in shock and she was a heavy smoker and she just went down.
3: Yeah.
1: Just craziness. I mean, I mean, so the, there's got to be a true story out there, but it's like, what is the full true story of what happened over there? You know, it just seemed to me that that was that was that was their touchstone point where they could have started something a lot bigger, like a big racial war or something. That was that was the area where they were going to start it, and it looked like it failed because people just well, kind of kept,
0: kept their heads. Trump, Trump said Trump said there are bad people on both sides. Yeah. How do you argue that there aren't bad people on both sides?
1: <laughs> by, by just emphasizing the one side and saying, oh, he's picking yeah, exactly. on the one side.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and, all right. So, you know, everybody, you know, everybody on the Trump side is a white supremacist. And everybody on the other side is a, a freedom fighter, you know?
1: Well, the major problem is it's, it's emotion versus reason and that yeah. that probably boils it down to. I mean, you have people who are just emotional about issues without any of the facts and then reason comes along and tells them that and they still react with that emotion that that they're clinging to. You that's know? what I think
0: that's what I think a lot of the We problems didn't we didn't build
1: this nation on emotions. We built it on, you right. know, uh on, on, on taking taking ideals and, and, and wording them and giving people them.
0: That's what a lot of the problem with the governing is too because uh, you you're dealing with facts, okay, that uh Social Security needs this done. Uh Obamacare has that wrong with it. And on the other side you got people saying, uh, they want to kill old people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's their argument, you know, they want to kill old people.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, man, this is and turning to, into the old, this is, old people people the <laughs> this is turning yeah, into the old, old man gripe session. This is turning into an old man old man crap about family. everything. What's that? It's
0: tough to deal with uh with, with people that deal with nothing but emotions. It's very tough oh. to deal with.
1: It. it is hard. And plus, you know, that emotion emotion makes them feel justified in in violence and that, that is oh, another yeah. frightening aspect.
0: Justified and uh indignant at the same time, you know. Well it's
1: the power of words. You call somebody a Nazi and all of a sudden you're like, Yeah, I'm validated to kick a Nazi, to punch a Nazi. And it's like
3: Exactly Well. Exactly well right, yeah.
1: whose definition of the Nazi is it? you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: okay, that was heavy. I'm gonna give you another joke, okay. My brother uh, earns I... a living my brother earns a living with his with his pen. Is he an author? No, he raises pigs
4: <laughs> okay oh. it, here's
1: another one. Did you give the goldfish fresh water? What's the use? They didn't finish what I gave them yesterday. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh. I should just send you this book. It's like a thousand and one jokes. It's from like nineteen seventy two, and it's horrible.
0: There used to be a thing back in the uh, in the forties. I think It was called Captain Billy's Whiz Bag. What's that? A whole bunch of these jokes.
3: <laughs>
0: I had a I had an attorney in Florida. Her name was Mary O'Donnell. Uh-huh. And uh, I found a book. It was called Irish Sex Experiences.
3: <laughs> wow!
0: It's right? a the small book. Were blank. Nah. All the pages were blank. They <laughs> wrapped it up and gave it to him for Christmas. <laughs>
1: oh. Well, you She's know what they say. <laughs> you know what they say. It's better to have loved a short girl than to have never have loved at all.
0: God. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the guy that was cheating on his wife? No. And uh, she used to follow him around, and he, oh no, no, it's all, in, all I told in your mind. I'm not cheating on you. I'm not cheating on you right. And she caught him one time with a, a woman, and then she followed him again, and she knocked on the door in his motel, and he opened up to Guy opens up the door, and it's him. Uh-huh. And laying in bed naked is a dwarf, a woman dwarf. Okay. And she said, Again, you've done this again? He said, Hey look, at least I'm cutting down. <laughs> you, know my, you know what you know my stepdad used to say? What's He's that? Better to have loved and lost. Much, much better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about, the guy who walked in with uh um the pig underneath his arm? And He walks in on yeah. his wife. Okay, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was a great Hi joke. You, you can tell it. <laughs> you can I tell don't it better. It
4: goes.
1: Oh, it's the guy who walks in with that with the pig underneath their arm, and he walks in on uh, his wife, and he looks at the pig, and he's like, "See, there's the pig I live with." Something like that. You could have told it better.
4: Okay. Nothing. Okay. There was. Okay. There,
0: there was. There was one. There was one where this woman walks into a bar, and she's got a duck under her arm. Okay. And the guy says, "The guy says, what are you doing with the pig? And she says, it's a duck. He says, I was talking to the duck.
1: Oh, see, that's the joke. See, that was a joke just uh, taken from a bedroom <laughs> to a bar. Okay, who is the smallest man in history? I have no idea. The Roman soldier who went to sleep on his watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, here comes a Turk. I can't remember his name, but his fez is familiar. Oh. okay here one more okay i saw a big rat in my cook stove and when i went for my revolver he ran away well did you shoot him no he was out of my range okay with that bushy mustache of yours don't you find it hard to eat soup sure it's quite a strain <laughs> Oh Yeah, so next time you do that show, I'll just send you this book, man. This book is great. All
0: right, yeah, I can do 60 of those in no time. <laughs>
1: uh. Oh, man, I think we've uh, taxed this conversation out.
3: Not
1: really. <laughs> Not really.
0: I, I, I enjoy I enjoy your jokes. They're good. I would love you just to call me uh,
1: just without the radio every once in a while, right? You can do that.
0: Oh yeah, we can do that. We we've, we've done that many times. I can yeah. still remember you had a you had an exhibit at the uh, at M Modern out here, which is a big gallery out here, and everybody else was was circulating and doing the uh the glad handing thing, you know. Ugh. And you and I were telling dumb jokes to each other in the Oh
3: that was the best time <laughs> I had but...
0: In the middle of the uh the art exhibit, you know.
1: Oh, I know most of these people. Was, I, just can't,
0: I don't know. Speaking of your art, the the pictures that you do of uh, they they I don't know that they're really they're not tiki in the in the sense that the things that are in the picture actually tiki is like moai's or something like that. But you had one about about faces in a village or guards in a village. Okay. Example, where do you, where do you, those pieces aren't based on anything really, but you, right?
1: I'm not sure which piece it is. A lot of times I'll just do, I'll, I'll I'll grab a oceanic arts book and I will go have my lunch and I will just sketch and I will do, I won't do the exact what they are, the masks. A lot of times I'll just do elaborations of them and sometimes they'll evolve into completely different things. Sometimes they won't. Um,
0: yeah, because they so. don't look like any mask I've ever seen. It was one that you had where there they they were like three or four of them looking through bushes at
1: you. Uh, those just might be a stylized PNG ones, Papua New Guinea ones. Because you can take certain elements from the masks and just kind of do them in different ways. And so that's what I do. That's how I treat all the art I do in this T E scene. I, I treat it for more of a, a, a fine art aspect, trying to find a narrative uh. and, and things like that, and then letting it flow through these mediums, through these characters, um, You know that I either find
3: or
0: create. When I first was working at Mattel, I was talking to a a guy named Harry Bentley Bradley, who was a designer for Hot Wheels. Years. That's a great great name. Yeah, really. And and the name fit. If you ever saw him, he was like he was right out of a uh, of a British uh, drama, you know. (laughs) And we were talking, and he sort of started the. You know, they used to do cars like the nineteen thirty two Ford, or you know that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then they started making their own designs. And what he did was he would go to a hobby store and buy models, like a Revell model of a car, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: he would break it into pieces and then put it together, different pieces from different cars.
1: He'd make his own.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that's kind of how we so assemble cool. the scene, I think. The, the tiki scene is kind of like that. You know, that's kind of
0: what you're doing. That's kind of what your, you do.
1: Well, I think a lot of the artists do. You, you have your old masters, who are the people out there on the islands who are actually carving the stuff. And, that's, and then you do studies from the old masters. You kind of learn right. their language. You learn what different shapes mean and whatnot. And then you kind of apply it into your own world, I guess, is, is how, you, how you put it.
0: Yeah, he was explaining it to me. And as he would cover up different parts of the car, the picture of the car with his hand,
3: mm-hmm. he
0: would, or he put it on the front of the car and Car looks like a Chevy. Put it on the back of
3: the car. Now the car looks like a Chrysler. <laughs> oh wow!
0: That's how he did it. He took how all cool! To put
3: it all together, you know. Nice. Way
0: too way way too important
1: for me. <laughs> well, that's what I did all all last weekend. I was supposed to be painting for this show coming up in Hawaii, but I decided just to look at some old masters paintings from Hokusai and Thomas Hart Benton and a couple other artists, and just do studies of the landscapes in their paintings. And just convert them from, let's say, they're a uh, um, northwestern forest into a tropical setting. And so I spent right. um, the whole weekend doing that. and I think I did like forty-three of them, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and forgot to paint. Uh, but I think when you, when you uh, do that, you you acquaint yourself with the way they they compose scenes. You compose, you know, you you look at their colors. Sometimes you can get um two or three colors that work well together and use them. Yeah, but see,
0: you looking at that would be way different than me looking
1: at it. Well, yeah, but. You know, you looking at a, at um, sports is a lot different than me looking at it. I just see men in that's uniforms true. smacking each other's butts and and beating each other
0: up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And I've cut I've cut down on my collection of baseball jerseys. By the way, I'm down to about 400 now. So that's oh, that's right. not
1: bad. That's not bad. As they, are you you
0: s- always say, do you really need another number? A shirt with a number on it? No.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, a Kaepernick one. one.
0: Last break. We'll be right back after this.
2: Do you inspire to be a show host, co-host, creative producer, camera operator, ground coverage reporter, or a writer in the internet TV or radio business? Irresponsible Productions and Consultants LLC is seeking individuals to start in the news and entertainment sports community-based internet TV and radio shows. Looking for all ages and skill levels, this is your opportunity to join in a community-shared vision. Build something from the grassroots? start something great and rewarding show ideas include local food reviews and spotlights local business spotlights and interviews local government information and community awareness local sports spotlights on the different sports activities athletes and interviews local health and wellness spotlights on the different groups and activities in the area local leadership spotlights and interviews local artists spotlights and interviews If you have an interest in any of these shows or have a show idea of your own and just need help producing it, contact info at irresponsibleproductions.net. That's I-N-F-O at E-A-R, responsibleproductions.net.
0: With Mr. Ken Ruzik. Kenny, uh, we we covered the uh, Kona event, but at $109 a night, you got to get that number out again.
1: Yeah, let me get that number out again. That's for um, the week of November 16th. So I think it's like November 13th through um, I think the 17th or 18th, something like that. I think it's 17th. Yeah. But anyway, the number you can call is 1-800-22-ALOHA. That's their central reservations. And the code name is either Tiki Fest or at Tiki Festival. I'm unsure of that. But come on down and join us for that because um, that will be really fun, and then we'll have people to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell jokes like Ray and I. You should come down, Ray.
0: I want to. I want to do open mic night at the comedy club. No, no doubt no, no about it.
1: We'll have to talk to Cozy about that, but he might be able to get it done.
0: Last time, last time, last time I did stand up was 1964. <laughs> wow.
1: Well, maybe I'll get you a Mr. Yeah, microphone, and you can hang out at our booth during the fair and and just now, tell jokes saying, all day. The
0: long ago was Ken. The microphone Pardon? was a gas microphone.
4: What? I just made. I didn't that even up. know they
0: had those. What a no, gas microphone. I just made that up.
4: Oh, I, I made like, that
0: up. I made that up.
1: Yeah, yeah. We used rolled up pieces of paper, <laughs> the old megaphone singers.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. So you have those. No, did,
0: did you ever hear the Bitter End in New York?
1: No. What is that? Is that a it's gay the club? It's coffee
0: house in New York. That's oh. the last place I ever did stand up at the Bitter End. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill Cosby and I were on the same bill.
1: Nice. I think he told me yeah. that. That's right.
0: Yeah, didn't, didn't you, didn't you borrow ago. five bucks from him, or he borrowed five bucks from
1: you, or something? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars, dang.
0: Everybody wanted to go out. I didn't want to go out. He said, "Go, go," and he handed me twelve dollars. I saw it. Was... Nice. He may need that oh. for his legal fees. I don't know. But yeah. It... So now tell me, tell me how people get a hold of you as far as product goes, as far as like the coloring books and things like oh, that. Oh, they go. can go
1: to my website at www. K-I-N-N-Y Ruzick R-U-Z-I-C dot com and I'm not even sure if I put anything on there advertising it but they have a contact page and just write to me on there and um, okay, I, yeah, I'll,
0: excellent.
1: I'll write you back and
0: it, and it is Kitty, K-I-N-N-Y because a lot of people when you see them talking to Ken they'll call him Kinney
1: yep yeah it's from my Midwestern upbringing because they mispronounced <laughs> Kenny so it's Kinney Kinney. So it kind of stuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could be hey, worse. I miss,
0: I, miss, I miss the old Mojave Oasis days. to you?
1: Of course.
0: They were let's, great days.
1: Let's just rent out that area and just do one there, you know?
0: We should do that. Right rent it from the guy that we told it to. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Ask him how much, and we all just pitch in, you know, equally and
0: do it. It was a great event we used to go to. where We <laughs> were in this area that a couple of lakes and uh, – a bar and a stage and and
1: and trailers. So,
0: yeah, so cr- glad you could stay up till, uh, till the till till the sun came up. We just hung yeah. out talking and having a good time.
1: The best part is that crunch I used to hear at the middle of the night if I have to get up and go pee, and just walking yeah. over to that to the bathroom and just hearing that crunch of the gravel and how quiet it was and all the stars out and oh, just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I think the bathrooms were put in before everything. They better be. (laughs) Yeah, they were the most important part, actually. Yeah.
1: But that. Yeah, actually, I I never went to the bathroom. I just went to the lake. I would just go in the lake. (laughs) Well, that was
0: a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's one last joke for you too. You you know how you can tell a girl's classy? How? She gets out of the shower to take a piss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of (laughs) classy.
0: Okay, if, what do you call what if, do you call
1: a carrot who insults a farmer? I don't know. A fresh what? vegetable. A fresh vegetable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, there used, bake, there used to be a bakery in my old neighborhood na- named Zach's. Zach's Bakery, huh. And there's a delivery truck. On the back of the delivery truck, I swear to God, it said, our driver is courteous, but our rolls are fresh. <laughs>
3: Perfect. <laughs>
0: That's
1: oh, advertising man. at
0: its best.
1: I can't believe we only have two minutes left, Ray.
0: I know, I know. Where went, did the time go, Ken?
1: That went fast, man. Oh, here's a joke. How do you bore a person in two hours?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: wow! Oh, no.
1: That was the best joke of the night. That's
0: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> oh
4: boy. I Ray, love I love talking
0: to you, you
1: man. <laughs> I was insulting our audience. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all five of them. Hey, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hey, we'll be able. Hey. To, are, you, are you gonna be able to provide a link for this or what, so I can actually validate oh, okay, me taking the day off?
0: John, John takes our, our our producer, owner, chief bottle washer. John will take care of all of that. He'll do all of that.
1: A uh, good man. Thank you, John. Uh, Hey, John, send me your page. address so I can send you a coloring book.
0: My address?
1: No, well, yeah, yours too. Send me yours and John's well, if you, you got John's. To,
0: John? I'm talking
1: to both. I'm talking to both of you. All
0: right, I'm not going to give you out my address. I'll, I'll send it to you. No, not on here. No, just <laughs> right. email it to
1: me or something.
0: Cause I, I can't, I can't pronounce the name of the street anyway because it's in Spanish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh no. Hey, Do
0: you anyway, know what it, it means? Is. Do you know and what the I, word
1: I means? It could mean like, like old we, person.
0: The, 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 why can't we just call it Basque, you know? Yeah, does
1: it have like Malo Viejo in it?
0: Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> a Calle. C-A-L-L-E, Calle, you
1: know? Oh, Calle de Viejo. That means like Avenue yeah, of, of, of the things, yeah. Yeah, Street
0: yep.
1: of the Old. Yeah, Street of the Old.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that, would that be perfect for me?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Of course, absolutely.
1: Ray, it's you such a pleasure. You
0: know what said? If I knew I was going to live to be this old, I would have taken better care of myself.
1: Oh, amen. That's,
3: <laughs> that's how I feel about it.
0: Well, Dr. Ruzik, thank you so much. It's a thank you, Ray. As always.
3: It has we been. We
0: will do this again, I am sure.
3: I hope and, so. And
0: uh, as soon as I get your uh, article completed, I will send you a draft of it. And if there's anything that offends you or I get wrong, you let me know. All right. Be hard-hitting. All right? All right. Okay, man. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Kenny Rizek. Thank you, Ray, and thank you whoever listens to this. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, another one in the can, as we say. And until next time, good night, everybody.